I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class a show for those interested in the big and small moments of history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're looking at the story of two unlikely pen pals, the newly elected leader of the USSR and a little girl from Maine who called him out for trying to conquer the world. The day was April 25th, 1983. The Kremlin released a letter from Soviet leader Yuri Andropov to Samantha Smith, an 11-year-old American girl who was anxious about the threat of nuclear war. The Russian premier sought to put her mind at ease, assuring Samantha that the Soviet Union wanted peace just as badly as she did. The young girl's dread was shared by hundreds of millions of people, both in the United States and in the Soviet Union. The two nations had waged a cold war with one another for the last three decades, each using the perceived threat of the other as justification for building more and more nuclear weapons. By the fall of 1982, many people worried that the rhetoric between the country's leaders had become too heated and that at any moment, those ever-growing stockpiles of nuclear missiles might finally be put to use. In November of that year, a sudden change in Soviet leadership ratcheted up that uncertainty. After the passing of Soviet leader Leonid Brezhnev, former head of the KGB Yuri Antropov was elected General Secretary of the Communist Party. In his new role, Andropov fixated on the idea that the United States 
was preparing to launch a nuclear strike on his government. Meanwhile, in the US, people worried what Andropov might do with all that suspicion and newfound power. Children like Samantha Smith could sense the fear in the air. After all, there were constant TV news reports about the devastation nuclear weapons would bring if they were used either intentionally or by accident. Smith later explained that all this tension was the catalyst for her letter to Andropov. She said, quote, I woke up one morning and wondered if this was going to be the last day of the Earth. I asked my mother who would start a war and why. She showed me a news magazine with a story about America and Russia, one that had a picture of the new Russian leader, Yuri Andropov, on the cover. After reading through the article together, Samantha asked her mother if she would write a letter to Andropov to ask whether he intended to start a war. Samantha's mom encouraged her to write the letter instead, and so later that day, that's just what Samantha did. Here's what she wrote. Dear Mr. Andropov, my name is Samantha Smith. I am 10 years old. Congratulations on your new job. I have been worrying about Russia and the United States getting into a nuclear war. Are you going to vote to have a war or not? If you aren't, please tell me how you are going to help to not have a war. This question you do not have to answer, but I would like to know why you want to conquer the world, or at least our country. God made the world for us to live together in peace and not to fight. The letter received a good deal of publicity in both the United States and in the Soviet Union, but Smith didn't hear back from Russia for several months. Eventually, she learned that her letter had been printed in a Soviet newspaper called Pravda, and that Andropov had even provided some commentary. Smith was upset that she hadn't received a direct response, so she wrote a second letter, this time to the Soviet ambassador to the United States. Not long after, the girl received a call from the U.S. Embassy, telling her to keep an eye on her mailbox. Then, in late April of 1983, Samantha finally got a reply from Andropov. The letter read as follows. It seems to me, I can tell by your letter, that you are a courageous and honest girl, resembling Becky, the friend of Tom Sawyer in the famous book of your compatriot, Mark Twain. This book is well known and loved in our country by all boys and girls. You write that you are anxious about whether there will be a nuclear war between our two countries, and you ask, are we doing anything so that war will not break out? Your question is the most important of those that every thinking man can pose. I will reply to you seriously and honestly. Yes, Samantha, we in the Soviet Union are trying to do everything so that there will not be war on Earth. In America, and in our country, there are nuclear weapons, terrible weapons, that can kill millions of people in an instant. But we do not want them to be ever used. That's precisely why the Soviet Union solemnly declared throughout the entire world that never, never, will it use nuclear weapons first against any country. In general, we propose to discontinue further production of them and to proceed to the abolition of all the stockpiles on Earth. It seems to me that this is a sufficient answer to your second question, why do you want to wage war against the world, or at least the United States? We want nothing of the kind. No one in our country Neither workers, peasants, writers, nor doctors, neither grown-ups, nor children, nor members of the government want either a big or little war. 
We want peace. There is something that we have occupied our time with. Growing wheat, building and inventing, writing books, and flying into space. We want peace for ourselves and for all peoples of the planet, for our children, and for you, Samantha. I invite you, if your parents will let you, to come to our country, the best time being this summer. You will find out about our country, meet with your contemporaries, visit an international children's camp on the sea, and see for yourself that in the Soviet Union, everyone is for peace and friendship among peoples. Thank you for your letter. I wish you all the best in your young life. Samantha Smith accepted Andropov's invitation, and it was announced that she and her parents would travel to the Soviet Union in July of that year. The press dubbed Smith America's youngest ambassador, but many Americans worried she was more of a political pawn than a diplomat. President Ronald Reagan had recently referred to the Soviet Union as a, quote, evil empire. Now, just a few months later, a little girl from Maine was going to tour that country with her parents and probably be filmed having a great time while doing it. Not only would that undercut the president's message, it would make great propaganda for the Soviets. Andropov was surely aware of the benefits when he invited Samantha, but he was also sincere in wanting to improve Soviet relations with the West. Inviting a frightened young girl to see that the enemy wasn't as scary as she thought was a small but meaningful gesture of peace. Samantha Smith and her family spent two weeks in the Soviet Union. They didn't get to meet with Antropov due to his declining health, but they were given a VIP tour of some of the country's top landmarks, including Lenin's grave and the Bolshoi Ballet. Smith also met with Valentina Tereshkova, the first woman to go to space, and at a summer camp in Crimea, Smith got to interact with Soviet children her own age. At every stop of her journey, the young girl's reactions were filmed and reported by members of both the Soviet and the Western press. Overall, Samantha was won over by her Soviet hosts. She told reporters, quote, Some people have the wrong impression about them. They want peace, like I do. They want no harm to the world, just like us. Smith returned to the U.S. having become something of a celebrity in both countries. Over the next two years, she acted as an unofficial goodwill ambassador for the U.S. She took part in a children's symposium in Japan and gave speeches throughout the U.S. about how to foster better communication between nations. She appeared on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and even interviewed presidential candidates for a show on the newly launched Disney Channel. Unfortunately, even though nuclear war never broke out between the U.S. and the Soviet Union, this story still doesn't have a happy ending. In February of 1984, Yuri Andropov died from kidney failure, and a little over a year later, Samantha Smith died too. On August 25, 1985, she and her father were flying back to Maine after filming a TV appearance. Their small commuter plane crashed while attempting to land, and everyone on board was killed. In the years that followed, Samantha's mother, Jane, ran a foundation as a tribute to her daughter. It promoted cultural exchanges between students of the Soviet Union and the United States, a cause that Samantha had championed right up until her death. Her tragic passing was deeply felt at home and abroad. Both Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev offered their personal condolences. 
the Russian government also responded by issuing a postage stamp with Samantha's picture, as well as by naming a diamond, a flower, and a mountain in her honor. In the end, Samantha's trip to the Soviet Union didn't have much effect on foreign policy. It wasn't a turning point in the Cold War, and it didn't eliminate the possibility of mutually assured destruction. However, the visit did ease the burdens of a young child who never should have had to shoulder them in the first place, and she wasn't the only one to take comfort in what she saw that year. Kids all across America saw the Soviet Union through Samantha's eyes that summer, and by the same token, kids in the Soviet Union saw an American girl visiting their country who looked and acted just like them. Imagine what a comfort that must have been for children who had been taught to think of their foreign counterparts as nothing but enemies to be feared and distrusted. Samantha didn't get to live with that realization for long, but many in her generation did. They got to see themselves in the other, and hopefully that humanizing experience stuck with them. Hopefully, they passed it on to their own kids, who in turn will pass it on to theirs. Because the world continues to be a scary place, and it's a comfort to know that most people don't want to blow it up, even in countries with governments that seem like they do. I'm Gabe Lussier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's show, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also share any comments or questions you might have by dropping us a line at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, 
fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.